Hello and welcome back to the latest Tink Business Podcast powered by Bank of Ireland. Today I talk to Ashling Mann, General Manager of Huckletree D2, who talks about how the switch to more homeworking following the pandemic will cause an increase in inclusivity issues within the workplace and she reveals how employers will be challenged to make sure that everyone's performance is recognised, whether they're in the office or not. I'm joined today by Ashling Mann, General Manager of Huckletree D2. Huckletree is a growing co-working space empire co-founded by Gabriella Hersham and Irishman Andrew Lynch. Uh, the company opened its Dublin doors back in 2017 and operates 30,000 square feet in a 19th century building on Pier Street. You're very welcome, Ashling. Thanks, John. Great to be here today. And yeah, what I'd like to talk to you about is the new world of work Um to, to many people, COVID is over, but I, I, having 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 caught it recently myself and, 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 and recent surges, it's not really. Um, the new world of work as we know it uh, is often described as a hybrid workplace and many companies have reopened their doors, uh, but some are ushering back their staff faster and, than many would like. Um, most people during the pandemic got used to working at home most companies realized they didn't need as much uh, floor space as they needed before uh, they realized uh, greater um, efficiencies people got more work done they saved money from having to commute and at the same time they got more work done because there was less distractions from being in the office but the reality is we're also social beings and we lo- we'd like to have the best of both worlds and you know we do buzz off people we we get uh, inspired by people uh, we like to mix we're social animals basically uh, but recently Elon Musk uh, founder of Tesla uh, was in the news uh, because he issued an edict requiring all his staff to come back to the office um, you know and when they did all come back then there was issues with Wi-Fi there wasn't enough desks uh, people were probably complaining about the two-hour drive to the office two-hour drive home probably not getting home till after seven at night um, but also one of the things that the pandemic exposed was the gender imbalance we all know there was just there's gender imbalance issues in most workplaces but particularly in terms of work-life balance um, I want to talk to you about the concern that the gender balance will be stretched further as more companies require people to come back to the office so so i'd like to start maybe with with what your thoughts were on on, on elon musk's uh, edict uh, to his staff yeah so i guess we're lucky because at huckletree we have around about 70 75 tech companies working from within our building so we kind of have this um view over how lots of different companies are, are dealing with um with hybrid and and remote work and I guess the kind of the commonality behind most of the company, all of the companies based at Huckletree is that they really value their people um, and they're willing to be flexible. So they will have a hub at Huckletree, which people can work out of if they need to. So if they're you know not well set up at home um, or if, as you said, you know, we're all social beings. Some people prefer being around other people. Others might be more introvert and prefer their own space. Um, so I guess, like again, we keep talking about flexibility, but it's really not a one size fits all approach. And um, companies like Tesla who are mandating a return that's quite unusual it's not it's not common um and and obviously look everyone's different and uh, i know they talk a lot about 
much of their success has come from in-person collaboration and obviously they're a manufacturing company at their core so they have their their core staff that, that need to be there um, in person but it's not something that we're seeing certainly from from our hope you know none of our companies are mandating you must be in the office nine to five to quote elon minimum 40 hours a week you must be here so that idea of um linking performance to presenteeism i i feel is really outdated and quite dangerous actually i, I would agree i mean I, I associate things like presenteeism with optics you know and often yeah. you it used to be like you know, where you had to you know who was at their desk first for the boss to see who was in that morning and there was also okay. there's also a tendency as well like for a lot of people who enjoy working from home or having the hybrid experience and coming in for meetings to collaborate but getting back home to do the real work when okay. when there's when there's reports to be written up and stuff that requires no distractions um you know i was once told uh, i'm no good at office politics and i'm i, I wish i'd replied and said oh, the reason why i'm no good at office politics is i'm too busy working for you but um <laughs> that that's that's the, and that's the thing i think the the whole idea of presenteeism um some people who want to go back to the office and spend more time in the office will do so because they can because that's the ability to do so people will book a desk or whatever uh, others may find that you know you know the, the working from home thing or or, come, or the, the ask to come in at least once twice a week or three times just works perfectly for them because they man they've got a busy lives as well they want to they, they do like the work-life balance they do like to be able to be able to bring their kids to school, collect their kids from school and do the work in between, whatever it takes. But the fact of the matter is, ultimately, the quality of the work is what should define you, not, you know, in fact that you're present, to, you're present all the time, right? Yeah, so it should be the output. And, you know, ideally your, uh, whatever performance management system you use uh, measures the output and um, and how the person gets there or, or where they are when they get there almost doesn't matter. So we are definitely seeing more and more people, though, gathering in person. But when a company asks their staff to come in, there's a very clear intention or purpose behind it. So maybe it's for you know, an all day training session or a quarterly review or a brainstorming session or, you know, something creative that that does work better when people are there in person and you have that energy and people are bouncing off each other, which can be difficult to, to get in a Zoom room. Um, so we're definitely seeing more people come in um but the the requirements have changed so um as i said before most of our companies have a hub which people can come in and out of um or they might get day passes for people or they might organize more in person all hands um or they might go down the the google the alphabet route of doing tuesday wednesday thursdays um in the office monday to friday at home and, and then there's also some really great um, remote work options all around the country. So, again, you know, we've talked a lot during the pandemic around around the regions and ensuring that regional Ireland doesn't miss out now that people are coming back to Dublin and, and to Cork and to the bigger cities. So, you know, if someone has moved out of Dublin, that they can still get access to you know, an ergonomic chair and uh, a desk, and really good Wi-Fi and, and be in a community. So uh, that's definitely 
the route that progressive, open-minded tech companies are are, are going down. Um, the one of the things that the pandemic it, it, it showed it gave people a lot of flexibility because they could work from home, but it also kind of showed a lot of imbalances too when it came to particularly women and they they yeah. were trying to combine working from home with caring duties as well and yeah. you know it, it just showed those imbalances another another side of the coin was that um you know there was i think there's a bit of research by chambers ireland that uh 57 of female entrepreneurs noted that remote working made it more difficult to carry out caring and home duties uh, and that yeah. figure is more than 10 percent higher than their european counterparts and that seems like a an irish issue as much as much as anything else but when when it comes to Overall, I'd say if you ask people, um, would you rather be able to continue working from home or, or have to come into the office? A lot would say, actually, working from home actually does suit me because I can juggle those things yeah. probably a bit better. Other than that, though, when it came to, comes to like people who can choose to be in the office more than people who can't, does that put people mm-hmm. on a on a on a negative, uh, or sorry, a negative, or sorry, a slower a slower lane when it came to, comes to things like promotions or or you know that the optics that I mentioned earlier. Yeah, I mean, it, it shouldn't, right? It, it really shouldn't. Um, and I think that the other kind of side of that um, of that debate is that I think it's brilliant that we can talk about these issues now because before there was quite a stigma around it or, you know, you'd almost apologise for having to leave at 4.30 to pick up your child from crash. Whereas now those conversations are happening. And so it it feels like a more open and honest and authentic way to show up to work um and certainly for our company anyway we, we have a lot of working parents and we have um our gender balance is 55 45 women to men so we're, we're very aware and of course not everyone has kids either so you know you can't assume because you're a woman you're a carer um it, it, it's around making work more inclusive for everyone so you know you also have people who genuinely find it really difficult to come in so maybe they have a disability or you know maybe they're caring for a sick relative or it it also I feel it shouldn't necessarily have to be pinpointed you know because then maybe that person feels awkward talking about their personal circumstance it should just be in an ideal world now I know that it's not always possible but it should really be that you can work from anywhere, you know, as long as you are performing um, and as long as you are delivering on, you know, what you have agreed with with your management team. Um, and there's some brilliant companies operating like this. Uh, one of them that springs to mind is Boundless, who's um, run by Dee Coakley, an, an amazing um Irish entrepreneur and there they hire people from all over the world and that they basically are selling their product right they make it really easy for people to to do that to hire people from from all around the world but their core uh, work hours are 11 a.m to 3 p.m gmt so you know you're asked to be reachable in those hours and then you make the rest of the the eight hours yourself which i think Mm. is brilliant because that sounds that sounds reasonable yeah, yeah, because you've got people from different time zones, um, and you know I think they also have a couple of no meetings days either, and then they um, all get together once a quarter in person, um, and you know they they have a couple of days together, do a few fun activities, do you know some brainstorming, do some business planning, and then that kind of sets them up then for the next few weeks or for a few months until they they gather again. So I think it's a really exciting time because lots of people are testing out new models like that 
Um, and uh, it, it's uncomfortable as well, right? Because it requires a completely different mindset change to like the Elon Musk, quite autocratic um, leading and managing with fear rather than motivation, you know? So the whole, you, if you don't come into the office, we'll assume you've, re- you've resigned thing, you know, it's like that. I mean, the language used, it's, it's just, very, it's, it's very aggressive, isn't it? And, and really yeah. like very like in the tech bro kind of sphere. I just, uh, he, yeah, fair enough. They, they do, uh, yeah, they're, they're a great company and they build genuine innovation, but it's certainly not a management style that I would aspire to anyway, personally. <laughs> but, but the interesting thing as well, and I just allude to something I read last week in the Washington Post, uh, Mark Zuckerberg in, in Meta, I was going to call it Facebook Meta, is this company, uh, is also looking at increasing performance goals. But that falls into an overall narrative now where, you know, you're hearing about the, the tech uh, crash, or not crash for much, but uh, tech wreck, where, where some, some companies are, are beginning now to downsize and the narrative and the war of talent might be changing where it's just tightening up and that might put again more constraints on people in the workplace going, well, I have now have new performance goals. But what if mm-hmm. I'm not present and they can't see what I'm doing, but I'm doing really great work? Um, mm-hmm. that, that's that's a, very, a very important thing. Where I work now, we do no meetings Mondays and mm-hmm. that, that allows us to basically just it gives you control of the week you can start you can you, you can use that day to either t- start the week from an advantage and then when you are at meetings then you can be completely present whether it's over teams or zoom or whatever or in the office mm-hmm. wherever you need to be but that that having having a point where you can draw a line in the sand and take control of the week even just a week alone to look ahead yeah is it, I think it's pivotal in, in a lot of organisations, at least in the one I'm in. And, and I think, you know, a lot of companies have really struggled to really define what is the new world of work because, like, uh, up to about early this year, no one had any choice. You had to work at home if you, were, mm-hmm. if you worked in an office. Uh, some companies required people to be in because of the nature of the work. Um, mm-hmm. But do you think anyone's really settled on what is the new working model? And like some companies are trialing the four day week, for example. Um, mm. Is is that something that you're seeing across the board? Because a lot of your client companies would be what I'd regard as um, a mix of Irish startups, but also multinationals. Would that be a good fair, a fair assumption? And is there a commonality that many are kind of identifying that say, oh, this is how they work? Um, no, there's definitely a lot of different approaches so the main kind of um theme of flexibility um and ensuring that there's always i would say the common thing is ensuring there's always an option for someone to work from a co-working space or an office or, or whatever outside the home if they if they want to so a lot of our members are very um that that would be their main concern that you know Mm. uh, if someone wishes to work from an office or a workspace that they they're able to do so but they don't have to do so um but in terms of you know coming in Tuesday Wednesday Thursday or whatever like we definitely see those days being our busiest um so Monday and Friday really quiet um Fridays especially Mondays kind of semi-busy Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, really busy Fridays, very, very quiet. Um, so much so that we're actually, we're looking at bringing in off-peak membership for Monday and Friday, um, just to suit, suit people who 
prefer that you know because within the space as well we've started introducing more quiet zones uh, for people who who need to kind of sit there and you know put the headphones on get into the flow and um and have time for that more thoughtful strategic work um and, and i think again another area i've just finished reading a brilliant book called quiet by susan kane have you read that book no, no. yeah like the the power of introverts and becoming comfortable talking about um having a more introverted style of work and again that's another positive thing that i see happening you know more and more people are an admitting in, in quotations that they they do prefer that more thoughtful style of work um whereas before and it's still the case right that the kind of world of work rewards extroverts you know i.e mm. people who are present in the office people who are visible people who are shouting uh, or, or, or political who just play the game whatever it is you yes, know. exactly exactly yeah so so that's why it's, it's so important to to reward people based on their output and their impact rather than how they're they're showing up you know um yeah because and- showing showing up has has many different i mean connotations and yeah. you, you know yeah. like i mean and even to borrow borrow one from uh Charles Zandberg, leaning in you know when it came comes to advancing uh, or, or reducing sorry reducing the gender imbalance or, you know, do you think ultimately the bottom line is that with the uncertainty around these edicts from some companies mm-hmm. to come back into the office or people feeling the pressure, that, that gender imbalance could be stretched further? The, leaning in is a really interesting one, right? Because there was a lot of kind of criticism, I would say, around that because it came from a place of privilege um, and it assumed that everyone can afford childcare and... Yes. Uh, you know, can be present and and that's not the reality for, for a lot of people, regardless of whether you're a man or a woman. Um, so, uh, yeah, the one thing that I would say is I've noticed. Um, so when a company does kind of have a, a gender balance and they employ men and women, it tends to be the younger women who are coming in. Um, so one area I've thought quite a, a lot about is around um, that mentoring piece and making sure that younger women are still meeting with, whether it's on Zoom or it's in person, um, more senior women who are able to kind of give them guidance. Um, and that that is something that I see. So we've seen kind of less senior women coming in. Um, so we're actually, another thing we're working on is, is setting up a mentoring program or even a structure across both our team and then our, our members that people would be able to opt into if they wanted to. Um, so, you know, there's less of that, those kind of spontaneous connections happening because when people are coming in, they're they're coming in to be with their company or to be with their team and and maybe they're not meeting as many people from outside their, their organisation. So it's it's definitely an area I think we should all be aware of, but I, I don't think there is one kind of binary solution or answer. It, it's more of these conversations and I guess not being afraid to be authentic and to talk about it and to ask for support when you need it and expect to receive it as well. Brilliant. With that, Ashley Mann, Huckletree, thank you so much for your time. That was a great conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you, John.